Welcome to the Inspiring Social Entrepreneurs Podcast. My name is Fergal Byrne. Every week, I talk to inspiring social entrepreneurs and changemakers dedicated to building a better world. Here, they tell their stories, the highs and the lows, and share what they have learned to help other social entrepreneurs and changemakers on their journeys. At the end of the day, the circle is small, and when you don't do this the homework, then the people know it, and you, when you come a second time, it's harder. It's really important that the social entrepreneurs, that they are aware that it is an investor pitch. They have to say how much money do they need and for what do they need the money. For us here in Switzerland, it's one of the most challenging issues at the moment, I think, impact investing in the uh, beginning. Seed financing and pre-seed maybe, seed financing and first financial rounds. Because maybe they don't have proof of concept and nevertheless they use some money, you know, to get over the first years and that's really, that's challenging. I'm very pleased today to introduce Professor Mariana Kristen Jacob, CEO and founder of SEIF, the Social Entrepreneur Initiative and Foundation based in Switzerland. SEIF was established in 2010 to develop a wide variety of business creation and growth workshops and to support social businesses looking for funding. It's catalyzed the development of a more professional community of social entrepreneurs and innovators in Switzerland. The SEIF Awards for Social Entrepreneurship is the largest business plan competition in German-speaking Europe. SEIF has also recently developed the Impact Investor Circle comprising business angels, family offices and other investors interested in funding social businesses to deliver a financial return and social impact. Thank you very much, Mariana, for taking the time today to speak to Inspiring Social Entrepreneurs podcast. Thank you, Ferkel, for inviting me. And uh, I'm happy to discuss with you and with the audience this interesting topic. Excellent. Can you tell me a little bit about what you do and how you came to do it? Okay, I'm from a background. I'm a social scientist and I work at university. And there I realized that there is not much support uh, in Switzerland for social entrepreneurs, and that's very important. And so we do capacity building workshops, uh, business plan competition, and of course, we also uh, support them in the first financial rounds. So, Saif, how long has that been around? Yes, we were founded six years ago. And over that time, how many companies would you have worked with? Oh, <laughs> I didn't count it, but um, yeah, about five, five, six hundred. Right, right. And, 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 and that's including advisory work as well as providing finance. I mean, so I suppose some of those you provide finance, but most yes. of them, yeah. Yes, but the, it's most of them, it's, it's capacity building. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, and where do your funds come from? Yes, we are social business by ourselves. So we have a third, 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 a third uh, is coming from foundations. A third, we have contract with the public authorities. And a third, uh, we collaborate with uh, large corporations. How would you characterize the lay of the land with respect to social entrepreneurship in Switzerland, I guess, initially? Yes, I think it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's going very, it goes very good. But uh, the, the dynamics in the last six years were really impressive because six years ago, uh, when I went, for example, to the public authorities, they said, no, 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 Mariana, there is no social business in Switzerland. And nowadays it's completely clear that, it, of course, it is uh, an important field and also universities and uh, applied universities, they start with the topic in their lectures. So I think today it's not, of course, not, not everywhere, but Yes, it's it's uh, it's common and it's uh, appreciated 
of course it's not mainstream but it's i think the, the interest is growing also the young people are very interested in the topic Yes, it seems to be growing across Europe and, and particularly younger people feel more inclined to, they're looking for a purpose from their business and yes. they want to have an impact and so forth. And to what extent are, would you say the organizations that you come across are looking to generate revenues from what they do? Because I guess it's a very broad term, isn't it? And it includes you know some organizations that probably uh, are more reliant on different kinds of donors and funds and a small element of revenues to others which are you know, trying to really to make profits yes of course but that's uh, according to our definition we we uh, define social entrepreneur for us uh, that they have at least 60 percent self-income after of course after the first maybe three four five years because otherwise we think it can be great businesses but they are more in our sense more a not-for-profit organization and social entrepreneurs they have to generate a certain amount of uh, of profit and there we are we are in the EVPA and uh, for us it's important also the definition of EVPA and it's in about the same right does that impact the kind of projects that social entrepreneurs can look at what are do you think some of the challenges around business models that actually make profits in these circumstances which can be business environments or social environments which can be more than challenging yes yes it's true I think for us here in Switzerland, this one of the most challenging issue at the moment. I think is is uh, impact investing in the uh, beginning seed financing and uh, pre-seed maybe seed financing and first first financial rounds. Yes, I yes. think that's really challenging because maybe they don't have proof of concept and nevertheless they use some money, you know, to get over the first years and that's really that's challenging because then maybe the foundation they don't uh, support them any longer and on the other hand side uh, they not yet generate uh, income and that's that's um, that's challenging how would you you know characterize the availability of funding for social entrepreneurs in switzerland and maybe i don't know whether germany and austria you might have some familiarity mm. with as well so generally speaking there isn't a short of funding in switzerland for startups in the sense that there are a good number of organizations, private investors, family offices and foundations that support projects in a variety of topics. It is a bit different, however, for social entrepreneurs because the, the topic impact investing is relatively new in Switzerland, especially when compared to other European countries, especially UK, because we are really, I think, in about eight years behind, something like that. This makes it uh, difficult sometimes for these companies to find money. And this is the case, in, uh, yes, the amount of money they, they need tends to be too small for venture capitalists and banks don't necessarily feel comfortable giving them money because of the social focus. So that's really challenging. Right, right. Who are the main providers of finance? Then? I mean, you mentioned foundations, family offices. Or what would you say is the breakdown of supply of, of capital for, for social entrepreneurs? It's, it's hard to say it, it uh, so generally because it, it's very, you know, it, it depends really. Because we have, uh, for example, we have uh, examples, cases, they need maybe two or three millions and others uh, one one hundred thousand uh, is enough. So it depends very much because when you have uh, technology which is uh, expensive, so you need more money. And for example, to develop an app is not so doesn't need so much finance. 
Yes, absolutely. What about CIF? You actually get funding from different sources. How do you provide the capital? How is it structured? And can you talk a little bit about you know what your expectations, what kind of projects you're interested in? Uh, yes, uh, we are interested in uh, businesses that uh, can generate income, but also, of course, have a, a good social impact because these are the two main items. And for us, of course, impact is very important. And uh, we get a lot of um, applications for the for our angel club. We have an angel club, and uh, there, of course, uh, yes, we do. We have a closer look to them. Uh, but we are from the topic and from the area we are we are open. So we are not very we have we don't have a narrow focus. And can you talk a little bit about kind of expectations you have about returns? I know it's a, a pretty broad area, as you said, and the different sums of money. But what kind of returns would a social entrepreneur uh, should they have in mind if they come to an organization like yours? First thing is important that I have to mention we do um, uh, equity. That's important so that uh, yes. we really invest. Most of the cases, of course, it could be also, it could be uh, in special cases, could be a loan, but normally we do um, uh, equity. And then, of course, then uh, it's a negotiation with the, with the social entrepreneur. It's, but I think that's the same also in other businesses because, of course, you have to discuss about the valuation, you have to discuss about the fees, and yes, that's always uh, a negotiation. Yes, just trying to get a sense. I mean, I know when I talked to Rod, he said that in the UK, you know, figure around 7% return per annum would be you know something that they could look at do you have any kind of range yes, or yes it's it's maybe it's it's about the same yes what proportion of, of companies that come to you would you fund how many would you have funded over the last few years as i told you we have an impact investor circle and by the way rot or clearly so is a role model for us because uh, they have the largest business angel uh, club in uk and we started we started last year i must mention so it's not yes yes the track record is not so um, established. Uh, yes, no, no, not yet. We are at the beginning, I must say, but we are the first one in Switzerland. There's no thing comparable. And yes, so you have to start once. So. Yes. <laughs> Last year, we had um, 10 companies pitched if, uh, in the circle. Uh, we just selected 10 companies and seven of them were financed. Okay. But I must say also co-investment. It's not only our angel group. Right. And that's the main financing arm of SAFE. Yes. Yes. At the moment. Yes. At the moment. No, absolutely. That's, that's interesting. And how do people find out about you and uh, how do you find out about them? <laughs> okay. So first of all, we run the largest business plan competition for social entrepreneurs in German-speaking Europe. So we just closed around end of June and we get 292, I think, applications. And of course, that's interesting. So we can also have a, a closer look about potential opportunities. But I must say, since we started with um, the Impact Investor Circle, I get at maybe in average one application or a, yes, a mail which is asking for funding per week. Yes. Right, so it's building a steady, steady demand. <laughs> That's is it. It's really. I'm a little bit surprised, I must say, but it's not. The pipeline is not at all a problem. 
Yes. What kind of projects do you think, and this is more generally, find it hardest to get funding? I mean, can you talk a little bit about, you know, high impact, low return projects or projects that will have more impact, but they wouldn't, you know, they might be making three or 4% or, you know, they're heading in the right direction, but they're not necessarily be a higher return. How do they find it? Because it seems to be a bit of a gap and it's certainly a challenge in the UK. Again, it, it's very difficult for me to just uh, general speak uh, to speak general about this problem because it depends very much. You know, sometimes there uh, an investor says, "Okay, I want to have at least six percent uh, fees," and and then uh, there is a, a project is there, and he's very interested in the project. Maybe because somebody in his family is uh, he knows this pro- problem uh, from the family, and then. He's, uh, he, he wants to invest a large amount of money and then, you know, the fee is suddenly not, not, uh, not a discussion any longer. So it's, it's really very difficult to say. But I think for when you have, uh, when you need a lot, a large amount of money in the first finance round, that's of course, that's difficult. Yes, yes. What have you seen in terms of the quality of the proposals and the the ideas and generally the attitudes of the social entrepreneurs? Are there any ways in which you you think they could sharpen their act, uh, you know, maybe do things a a little bit better, learn from the experience of others? Yeah, I think it's uh, important that they really do their own work because I think most of them, you know, when they want uh, impact investing, so they, they have to show their impact and they have to do their homework as well as the uh, financials. And I think that's important because otherwise, in my opinion, it doesn't make sense if you go on an investor's pitch and you are not ready and you the paperwork is done and uh, you that's that's not a, that's not very intelligent because of uh, everybody is talking uh, the circle is at the end of the day the circle is small and when you don't do this the homework then the people know it and you when you come a second time it's harder so right. it's really important and the social entrepreneurs that they are aware that it is an investor pitch they have to say how much money do they need and for what do they need the money? And it's wise to train, maybe to train uh, this pitch before, because yes, normally you have one chance and then it's over. Yes, yes. You talked about proof of concept, and this seems to be a very important, uh, indeed very challenging part of this social entrepreneur's uh, journey. Have you any thoughts on that and what it needs to go into that? Because I suppose it's very difficult to to really evaluate the risk of a project until you have some real sense of what the pilot scheme looks like. Yes, of course. Of course. I don't have a, a general answer. This, I think that's, that's and again, it depends, but I think it's a uh, it's good if you do maybe on on a small scale, if you do the the proof of concept and get feedback and I think every case is different, but that's that's important because normally no investor will tap in before they know it's more than just an idea. So, to what extent are you seeing projects that have got a proof of concept already? Yes, there are quite a lot. Of course, and, and normally I must say that's for us that's a no go. We 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 just uh, we only invite uh, social entrepreneurs, uh, which do have their uh, proof of concept and otherwise we don't invite them to pitch. Yes, yes. And how would they generally fund themselves to reach that point? Because that can be quite a time-consuming uh, yes, affair. Course. 
I think family fools, fools and friends. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, and some some of them, you know, they have uh, another work beside and uh, earn some money, maybe. Yes. With yes, another I, job. Yes. That's it's, that's very that's a hard time. It's it's really a hard time. Can you talk a little bit about the capacity building side of things and and what what are the areas that you focus on and what are the areas that you think social entrepreneurs need most help? Okay, uh, we do capacity building, we do courses in the founding phase and we do courses in the growth phase. And especially I think in the growth phase, it's very important that they really think about where do they want to grow, grow with what, what concept, with what strategy. So that's very important. So there we have courses and I think we can really help them to get a clear idea about the, the development. And we have also another, I think, quite successful uh, program that's there we work with uh, large companies and there we match uh, social entrepreneurs with uh, corporate seniors and uh, they do also min in the mentoring program, they support them. And I think that's also that's a very successful program, I, I must say. Right. That's very interesting. Helping them. How long does that take place? Three three years. That's really, I think that's a really good approach. And we think at the moment, we think about maybe go one step further on and develop that because it's it's it seems to be really, and it's uh, it's for both sides. It's very interesting. Yes, yes. Well, how would you characterize the kinds of social entrepreneurs you're seeing? There are tend to be some who come from a more NGO type background and maybe less familiar with, you know, mainstream business. And then you on the other hand, we'll see some people who come from a more business orientation who want to do work in the, in the social area of social change. Yeah, I, I must say we have, I think, not so, uh, to be honest, I think so, not so much uh, uh, social entrepreneurs which are coming from an NGO background. I think a lot of them uh, are coming from the university. You know, they have sometimes they have the, the ideas or the, the first concepts. Uh, they develop it at the university. And so... Yes, I when I think through, I think not so many of them. I think it, it's a it's a larger proportion, in one way, which just comes from from university, or maybe worked. Uh, I think these are also interesting cases. Worked in a large corporation, and then you know quit the job and said, okay, now I want to do something meaningful uh, with my my work, and then they started to uh, yeah found a social business. Yes, that's interesting. Uh, many of the uh, investors I've spoken to have told me about the importance of aiming for a large scale or a big impact, really thinking about the biggest you know, vision that you can have for your organization. Yes, scaling is very important. Also, uh, for us, that's, that's, for example, that's uh, in, in, the, in our competition, business plan competition, that's, uh, that's an important criteria, the scaling. Yes, it is important. But I think it depends a little bit, you know, for me, it's, I think you have also to differentiate between Europe and uh, emerging countries because that's completely different. So, uh, and I think that's also important uh, also from an investor perspective which on which area do you focus and there are of course some investors who said okay it's uh, in the emerging countries there you have really uh, a large impact but on the other hand side we have also investors which said okay i want to really do something for europe because i think we have also some problems to solve here and uh, and so i think there is it's both is possible 
Some people have said that the term social entrepreneurship, which in itself is, is a pretty broad term, I think, but that it, you know, it may not really exist in the future, may not be needed, that many corporations are much more committed to CSR, to sustainability more generally. How would you describe the landscape in Switzerland and I don't know other German speaking parts of Europe, the commitment of large companies to help social change and increasingly I think we're seeing in America and, and some other places actually companies partnering with social entrepreneurs to to focus on particular projects? Yes, of course there are great uh, examples uh, like Danone or, or others. Concerning CSR, I'm a little critical. There are, of course, there are exceptions, but uh, I think uh, there in, in the CSR in Switzerland is a lot of activities around um, reporting or, uh, or um, ISO 26000, something like that, or, or marketing also, but uh, really some impactful actions. It's a little bit rare, it seems to me. And uh, of course, I also I, I would wish in future that uh, all businesses or um, impact businesses, uh, positive impact businesses at the end. And uh, it is the vision, of course, but uh, I have at least some question marks um, for the for the larger companies. Yes. What about advice for fundraisers for social entrepreneurs looking to raise funds? You mentioned an important element that sometimes it lands on very well prepared ground in the sense that somebody has a particular interest in an area already, may have a commitment to a cause and so forth. Because I suppose you've got people who are more financially oriented, some people who are more driven by the cause, but obviously still has a financial interest. You've got foundations, as you mentioned, you've got family offices and uh, presumably angel investors. So where do you start? Could you kind of give us a three or four step approach that you'd recommend for a social entrepreneur looking for funds? I think, first of all, you should have a strategy, a financial strategy. Where do you want to go? What are really, what, the, what are the milestones for the next three or four years? And then you really should be fit in the question, what is really the good match for you? What, in, it, it, is it a foundation? Is it a large uh, a corporate, a large company? Because sometimes that can be even interest, more interesting than, uh, than a foundation. Or is it more, do you want to go with uh, family office, which family office? I think you have to do, again, you have to do your homework. And you have, first of all, you have to know what you want, which strategy you want, do you want to go? What are the strengths? And then, uh, yes, think about potential partners. And uh, Yes, yes. Do you have any general comments on whether appropriateness or family office versus a foundation? It depends. But uh, I think, of course, foundation money is, when you get the foundation money, it's uh, it's good to have this money for free. But uh, sometimes you could say that what's not so uh, good about this solution, that the social entrepreneurs is not so hungry any longer. He thinks, okay, now I have money. And so I can now do a little bit this and do a little bit that. And sometimes it's uh, we see it's uh, they are more successful when they have a family office or a, a private investor because they really work with them and uh, challenge them and uh, yes want to support them also in the company and sometimes it's maybe hard but it's maybe also um, it's not a bad solution do a reasonable number of foundations actually invest in social entrepreneurs because you, you often people say there's a yeah. more talk and that when it comes down to it it can be quite difficult to actually raise money but in terms of the numbers that are actually supported and the whole process 
Okay, in Switzerland, we have 12,000 foundations. And I think there are some of them, not all, not all, of course, but I think there are some of them uh, who invested, who are investing in, in social entrepreneurs. Normally, it's, it's in the beginning, after maybe three or four or five years, then uh, the foundation, they want to support the social entrepreneurs any longer. But I think that's also good because in the beginning, it is uh, very difficult. But uh, yes, uh, but then you have to think about your revenue model and uh, where is your own business model. And uh, I think then you should change because it's, you do, normally don't, you don't, the, the investors, they, they change uh, during the development process, of course. Yes. You mentioned that it's still a young area, social entrepreneurship, and, and even more so in Switzerland. I mean, looking forward, what do you see as the future of social entrepreneurship over the next few years? Any any trends or anything that you think might be on the horizon? Yes. Uh, for Switzerland, I hope that the, the topic of impact investing will uh, gathering more influence and will uh, be more important. That, for, for example, we have started with a Congress about impact investing this January, and we will uh, organize a second one next January because, and by the way, we invite a lot of colleagues from uh, from UK because for us it's very important that all different partners start to think about these possibilities of impact investing because in corporates is as important as in financial institutions, in foundations. And I think that's the interesting of the field because a lot of different partners uh, come on stage I think it's important that they realize that there are new opportunities because at the moment that's uh, one of our great threat that uh, we do capacity building with the social entrepreneurs. We support them and they are fit and good, but at the end of the day, they have to find the money and uh, because otherwise uh, they can stop. And so it's, we are really think uh, at the moment we are really focused on awareness building uh, and think about new initiatives in the field of impact investing, also with diff different uh, partners. Because there's so much funds under management, asset management in Switzerland, clearly huge yes, financial services yes. sector, and, and yet the impact investment generally is, is very, very small. I mean, it, are you optimistic that that's going to happen? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish you the very best, Mariana, with all your work. And thank you so much for taking the time today to speak to inspiring social entrepreneurs. Thank you so much, Virgil. Thank you for listening to the Inspiring Social Entrepreneur podcast. I hope you found this interview inspiring. Please make sure to visit www.inspiringsocialentrepreneurs.com and subscribe to make sure you don't miss any future podcasts.